Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Warren, one of the pastors here at St. Paul. Welcome to this uh, worship podcast. We are now in the season of the church year that we call Epiphany, which is a time that's meant to kind of shine a light on some of Jesus' early work and ministry, just like the word Epiphany. Oftentimes we use this time of year to talk about how we might have some great new epiphanies of faith, new insights or ways of looking at our own connection to God. So that's just what we're going to do today. Uh, Today's scripture reading is early on in Jesus' ministry when he's just beginning to call some of his disciples, inviting them into work and relationship with him. And we meet a few of them today, namely Philip and Nathaniel. Now, Philip, he's eager to get to work, beyond excited to meet Jesus, jump right in. But Nathaniel, he is much more hesitant 
more than that, he doesn't think much of Jesus at all, at first at least. As often happens, Nathaniel makes some pretty big assumptions about who Jesus is based on really very little information. And if you think about it, we fall in this trap all the time. We think we know all about a person simply based on how they dress or where they live or what kind of car they drive or you name it, whatever the characteristic might be. We let our eyes tell us what to think about a person instead of our heart, instead of being more curious or looking below the surface. So as you hear this scripture reading, you might pay attention to the contrast and how Nathaniel looks at Jesus and how he responds, and then compare that to how Jesus responds to Nathaniel. Then we're going to spend some time unpacking that a little bit, uh, thinking through this story together. How often do we respond more like Nathaniel than Jesus? When is our sight blurred by our own bias or stereotypes of others? So first, here's the reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael asked him, Where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So, now that we've heard this exchange between Nathaniel and Jesus, let's take a listen to this reflection that looks at how we see people around us, whether with eyes more like Nathaniel or like Jesus. Take a listen. I'm thinking a bit this morning about the power of our eyes. Uh, it's true, of course, that some of us have better vision than others. Some of us are wearing glasses this morning, others of us contacts, or some may not need anything at all. There's more, though, to our eyes than just what the optometrist measures when we go to get our prescription checked. We've heard it said, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. In fact, just this morning before our first service, a few of us were talking. A few of my colleagues said, so beautiful outside. It's gorgeous. The winter wonderland, the snow, the crunch of the snow beneath your feet, it's all just beautiful. I look outside. I do not see so much beauty, especially after about the fourth time of clearing my driveway over the weekend. I, if I saw a snowflake anytime soon, it'd be too soon, right? I'm, I, we all look outside and we see snow. We see winter. We see lots of snow. We can look at it differently, right? Some of us see beauty. Some of us are just grumpy <laughs> when we look out the window. A few years ago, there was a viral video of sorts where parents would wrap up a banana or some sort of fruit and give it to their child for Christmas. 
and record their reaction. Of course, assuming that most children would be greatly disappointed to receive a banana of all things instead of some great toy or something on their wish list. I want you to check out this two-year-old's reaction as she unwraps her present. <laughs> banana! You got a banana! Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you need help? Yeah. <gasps> banana! Oh my gosh! Yeah! Mom, okay. Okay. Yay! Yeah, I'm happy. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Banana! <laughs> you can't help but smile watching that video. What one person would assume would be an awful gift to receive, what many of us might be disappointed to unwrap, another person looks, namely a two-year-old, but looks at it and says, this is the best present I could ever have received. It's wonderful. We can look at the same situation, the same person, the same thing, and see very different things, come to very different conclusions. There's what you see objectively, and then there's how you interpret it or how you respond, which is pretty much, I think, what we see kind of play out in this exchange that we just heard about from Nathaniel and Jesus. This is essentially a story about seeing, and it has nothing to do with 2020 vision or whether or not Nathaniel's wearing glasses, but it's this description of how two people can see each other in very different ways. First, we hear Nathaniel's side of things. He's told that they've met Jesus, who's the son of Joseph, from Nazareth, and he's invited to come meet him. But Nathaniel says sort of flippantly, well, can anything good come out of Nazareth? In other words, no thanks. I'm not interested. It's a sarcastic response based on some generalizations of people who come from Nazareth. Not particularly kind stereotypes. Nathaniel has learned exactly one thing about Jesus, that he's from this specific town of Nazareth, and he's decided that's all he needs to know. He has no interest in meeting anyone from a place like that. But then there's Jesus and his response. When he and Nathaniel actually end up face to face, Jesus says, here is someone in whom there is no deceit. Or in other words, I see in front of me someone who's trustworthy, who's faithful, who's worth getting to know. Which is somewhat ironic, I think, because Jesus had every right to say something like, here's a guy who's too arrogant for his own good. Or someone like, he could have said something like, here's someone who thinks I'm worthless because I come from Nazareth, but He's the one who's blinded by his own prejudice or bias or all sorts of things Jesus could have said about this Nathaniel. This is a story about seeing, how two people see each other, two different ways of seeing. And it's no coincidence, I think, that we see them right next to each other, right one after the other. Prime examples of how we choose to see others around us, too. When we look at another person, we have a choice. We make all sorts of different choices of what we prioritize, what we decide to notice about another person. We could choose to have eyes sort of like Nathaniel, 
those that are kind of consumed with our own preconceived notions of who someone is based on any number of details, where they're from, what they look like, what they believe or think, or any number of other things. Or we could choose to have eyes like Jesus that are willing to see the best in someone, to see uh, to give someone the benefit of the doubt, or even just to be curious enough to look beyond those first impressions a little bit. Nathaniel really knew just this one thing, almost nothing about Jesus, and still he said, I know all I need to know. I've got him figured out. Whereas Jesus, already he's a son of God. He already knew everything about Nathaniel, and still he said, I'm curious. Help me get to know you more. And the difference between Jesus' approach and Nathaniel's approach is what author and sociologist Brene Brown calls the assumption of positive intent. She says our human tendency, if we're honest, is usually to assume the worst about someone, to assume they were intentional when they didn't return your phone call or they dropped the ball at work or uh, offended you in some way or whatever it may be. But what if we took that frustration or that disappointment and we assumed for just a second that that person may have just been consumed with some other kind of grief or struggle and that's why they didn't call you back or that they're actually doing the very best they can. That there's more to the story than maybe we know if we're willing. All I know, Brene Brown said, is that my life is better when I assume people are doing the best they can. It keeps me out of judgment, and it lets me see the very best aspects of their character. I saw this in full display about two days ago, Thursday afternoon. I was at Hy-Vee checking out, trying to get some groceries before the snowstorm arrived, so you can imagine the joy that was Hy-Vee right before a snowstorm. It was an absolute madhouse, and I'm standing in line, and as we're just kind of going through the checkout area, the man right next to me is grumbling rather loudly about how slow it's going, about how, um, how long the line is, and now his scanner isn't working, and he's kind of just grumbling to anybody who will listen, even people who won't listen. He was just talking about all of this, and I'm trying to talk a little bit louder to my two-year-old so that he's not picking up some choice words that this man is choosing to say. And uh, it's getting louder and louder, and all, this, uh, all of the while, I admittedly am making some decisions about what I think of this person based on how he's behaving and what he's wearing and what's in his cart and all sorts of other things. When this high V employee approaches, sees the situation, is trying to figure out why the scanner isn't working for him, what's happening, and now at this point, the man's just yelling, saying he's just going to take his groceries and not pay and leave and the employee kind of turns to him very calmly, more calmly than I would have been, and says, it sounds like you've had a long day and you seem stressed. How can I be of help to you right now? And maybe that employee is just really good at customer service. Maybe he's able to let a lot roll off of his back. I don't know. But as I watched out of the kind of the corner of my eye, the moment this person said, sounds like you've had a long day, Immediately, the man's shoulders relaxed a little bit. His voice lowered. He calmed down just a bit. They were able to figure out the situation and move on. 
It was as though he had been seen or heard for the very first time that day. Now, that doesn't excuse his behavior or his words. That's a whole other story. But it does show the power of really feeling seen, maybe sometimes for the very first time. Most importantly, of course, is that we are human beings. We fail all the time at seeing the best in other people, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Thank goodness we have a God who always seems to be able to do just that who sees the very best in us, who sees potential in us and is willing to offer grace and love again and again and again. Maybe that's why some of the most familiar words of the Psalms are just what Pastor Sarah read a few moments ago from Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. Why are those words so powerful? because it speaks the power of what it means to be deeply known, below the surface, beyond kind of our assumptions. How amazing that God would know every single detail about us and still love us most days. Let's be real honest for just a second. We make assumptions about people all the time. We do it. It's in our human nature about what someone wears or how they vote or how they spend their time or how they act in a grocery store, you name it. But maybe we could learn something from Nathaniel's interaction here this morning. His kind of arrogance to assume certain things about Jesus just because of his hometown, it almost meant that he missed out on this opportunity to see God face to face. And it makes me wonder sometimes how much more each of us miss out on if we're unwilling to go beyond our own preconceived ideas about other people as well. The choice is right in front of us. We get to make it every single time we look another person in the eyes or even for that matter, look in the mirror. What do we choose to see? Will we see the face of God or will we be blinded sometimes by our own assumptions? Nathaniel asked this question, can anything good come from Nazareth? We sometimes, I think, ask a similar question of, can anything good come from that person or this place or that situation? We ask that all the time, and I suppose there's one way to find out. Philip said to Nathaniel, come and see. We get to do the same. Amen. down from a broken sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touch down on the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathe in the familiar shock of confusion and chaos all those
listen. Give me your love for humanity. Give me your arms for the brokenhearted, the ones that are far beyond my reach. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. We turn now to God in prayer, speaking these sacred words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. My hope for you is that you might have some renewed vision today, not of the 2020 variety, but the kind of sight that allows you to see people, even yourself, in new and beautiful ways. May you be blessed with clarity of sight and openness of heart that will guide you to see Christ in all those around you. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.